1: Jason Longshore joins us again this week, as he does every week on the WadeFord.com hotline. Wade Ford is Atlanta's Ford dealer. Jason. What up? Jason.
3: What's up, guys?
0: Land United made some moves yesterday. So, what you think, man? What you think?
3: Yeah, I mean, not really any massive surprises because so much of the core of this team is locked up for multiple years. He had some options to, to decide on. And there were a couple that I think caught people by surprise. Kubo Torres' option was not picked up. Uh, Josh Bauer, a young defender, and mostly played for Atlanta United, too. Alec Can is maybe the one that caught people by surprise because Ben Lungard was also not picked up with an option. So that leaves one goalkeeper on the roster right now. Now, something to keep in mind, uh, Rocco Rios Novo is a young goalkeeper who spent the year with Atlanta United, too. Uh, was on loan from Lanus. He did play for the first team in CONCACAF. Yeah, yeah, that won great game early in the year, right? Yep. Back in April he did because of Can's injury, Lungard's injury. Brad Gazan got the red card down in Costa Rica. And Rocco played very well. Now, there's a decision to make on Rocco because he was on loan here. He is uh, an American citizen, was born in Los Angeles, but grew up in Argentina. And he's a part of Argentina's youth national teams. Uh, there would be a transfer fee to pay to Lanus, and and for a goalkeeper, for a young goalkeeper, it's you know it's it's a reasonable number according to reports down there, anywhere between two and four million dollars. Um, he could be the goalkeeper of the future, but that's not next year. That might be two years down the road, three years down the road. Do does Atlanta United go ahead and pull the trigger to bring him back, or Alec can be a free agent? Do they negotiate a new deal outside of the option that they declined? You can negotiate a new deal. Players re-sign with their original team in MLS at a pretty high rate, to be honest. So Alec can could still be in the mix as well. But Rocco Rios Novo could be in the mix as well next year with the first team.
1: Uh, we're talking to Jason Longshore we'll Get into the Hawks just a moment. Uh, what do you expect from Pineda? We, we're hearing about you know Seattle is uh, making moves. Is he is his experience in MLS? going to lead him to be less dependent or less inclined, I guess is a better word, into going into South America and maybe more inclined than we've seen in the past to going into Major League Soccer for veterans in MLS to come in and fill roles that you might need in midfield or in other positions?
3: Yeah, I think where he's really interesting is as an assistant in Seattle, he was responsible for a lot of the scouting. So you know everybody knows the the starters and the stars around MLS, but Gonzalo Pineda would know those guys who have maybe been behind a starter at a club and haven't had that opportunity and could break out, or somebody who could be a good locker room presence or a good uh, guy to have on the training pitch who can start you know eight to ten games for you in a season and not come in expecting to be a starter. And I think you do have to look at at Seattle's decisions. And they let a couple of veterans go, a couple of guys who have been in that system for a long time that could be a fit here uh, because Gonzalo Pineda would know them and they would fit right in with everything he wants to do. So not everybody has announced their roster decisions yet. And this is going to be a process over the next few weeks where as uh, decisions are announced, there will be a trade window, not this Sunday, but the following Sunday, right after MLS Cup, uh, for four hours where trades could be made. And I would not be shocked if Atlanta United was active during that window. Then the expansion draft, where Atlanta United could lose one player to Charlotte as they come into the league. And then free agency opens. You've got waiver drafts. You've got a reentry draft for players who didn't quite qualify for free agency. So lots of opportunities. For movement within the league but the one thing to keep in mind about atlanta united is that decision yesterday and that roster that is now guys under contract for next year you're 28 30 man roster in mls there's only two spots right now that are available we mentioned alec can there's other guys that you could look at bringing in there's rumors about players already coming in for next year there's also rumors about players leaving it's going to be in flux, but there's not a ton of spots right now to work with. Well,
0: before we move on to basketball, New York City and Real Salt Lake are still alive in the
3: playoffs. Are you, can you believe that? I'm not as surprised with New York City, although the way it went down in New England, and we'll get into that in a second, RSL i am shocked. I mean, RSL should not have gotten into the postseason. Uh, there was a very controversial referee decision on decision day and their match in Kansas City that the professional referees organization admitted they got wrong the next day would have led to a penalty and stoppage time for Kansas City before RSL scored a winner. RSL shouldn't have even gotten in. Then they go to Seattle. They have zero shots in the game. They hold on for 120 minutes. They win a penalty shootout. Now, they went to Kansas City, who has been at times the best team in the West, And they ran Kansas City off of their own field. They they outplayed them. They dominated the game. They got a late winner. RSL's been really impressive. And I think Pablo Mastereni, who's been the interim coach there, after RSL's coach left to go be the assistant in Seattle, replacing Gonzalo Pineda, I think Mastereni's going to get the job in RSL. They don't have an owner at the moment. They're trying to sell. The league's running the team. Makes a lot of sense to keep Mastereni with the job he's doing. New York City went to New England and beat the best team in the league this season. Now, New England hadn't played a match in over three weeks, and it showed. They gave up an early goal. They never got into a rhythm. But Tati Castellanos, the golden goal winner, he gets the goal that puts them ahead 2-1. Then he also gets a red card, second yellow. So he's going to miss the conference final going into Philadelphia. So New York City getting here, I'm not shocked. Beating New England, I'm a little surprised. But the real winner out of all of that, is Philadelphia. They get to host the Eastern Conference Final now, and they get to face New York City, who has a bunch of injuries and is going to be missing their leading score.
1: Uh, Jason Longshore, man of many podcasts, as we mentioned. I think it's fair to say, Jason, uh, Hawks win last night. That We can now stay a start, if we if we wanted to, play the shorthanded card. They're down two starters uh, for an extended period of time. So uh, the Hawks are a little shorthanded, so they're really going to have to lean on Trey. Talked with uh, the other day with... Uh, driver schlank about this, about, you know, it's okay when Trey takes over, and Trey takeover is going to have to happen now without Bogey and without Hunter, at least in the short term, I would think. And it, it took over last night, and Trey elevating his game to uh, Eastern Conference Player of the Week status, uh, another big night last night. And and now for the Hawks to win in this stretch until Bogey gets back, at least uh, right around Christmas, I think Trey's going to have to put up a lot of 30s as he's been doing.
3: Yeah, I mean, you're going to need to get something from some unexpected players. You got it from TLC last night. You're going to need more of that from, from different guys off the bench. But Trey's going to have to be ice Trey, like we've seen lately. And, you know, Mike Conti tweeted it last night. I mean, I still wonder how Trey Young doesn't get the respect around this league that he deserves. There's one player in the top five in the league in points and assists. It's Trey Young. He's just, he can put this team on his back at times and not just in getting those 30s but also creating for others because he's going to have to do both and bring other guys into the game right now. But they've been on a, a nice run. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10, but down a couple of guys, yeah. Trey's going to have to step up, but he's going to have to get some help. And that help can be spread around a little bit, but he's going to have to get some other guys running with him.
1: Talking with Jason Longshore about the hog. All right, so uh, where does that help come from? Uh, we've seen John Collins – do me a favor. Assess John Collins with this new contract so far this year. What do you think?
3: He's lived up to it for me. I mean, I, I think John Collins has been what you need. Um, you had to keep him. We we talked about it so much in the the lead-up to that. I think you had to keep him to keep this group together. There wasn't going to be a replacement to go get this better. John Collins is is fine. I, I think what you're going to need, it's not going to be one guy to step up. It It can rotate. You're going to need – Herder to have a game where, where he gets into the, the 20s maybe. You're going to need some of these guys off the bench. You're going to need one of those games from Lou Williams where he, he's hitting everything and he's unconscious. You're going to need other guys at different times to step up. I don't think it has to be one guy. I think John is doing what, what John Collins does, and you've got nothing to worry about there. But you're going to need points from other people at different points along this run where you're missing players. Yeah, let's shift
0: gears a little bit. UGA – Alabama championship weekend. What does Georgia have to do in your mind in order to, to win this game this weekend?
3: I don't think they have to do anything different. I think it comes down to that defense. And if that defense plays the way that they played all year long, just don't give the ball away. Don't, don't do dumb things. Don't have bad turnovers, you know, and, and, and Bennett hasn't been that kind of a player. The offense hasn't been risky and, and keeping other teams in the game. This defense, just ride them to a championship, I think. Um, Alabama does have the big plays in them, and I think that's something maybe that Georgia hasn't had to deal with this season. Alabama can can put up those big plays that can rock you a little bit. think this team can handle it. I, I think Kirby can lead this team to do that, but... Don't don't make it easy for Alabama. Make them work for it. And if they hit some big plays, don't get shocked. Don't get out of your rhythm. And Georgia just needs to play their game.
1: Where can the fans find you, Jason?
3: At Long Shoe on your social media platforms. And all the stuff I do with the station will end up on Facebook.com slash 929 the game. And in your pod catchers, the soccer stuff is under the uh, Off the Woodwork folder where you're looking for your podcast.
1: I appreciate it as always, Jason. Thanks much, and uh, we'll look forward to the, the big weekend ahead with uh, the Hawks taking on Philadelphia tomorrow night. Thanks, you too, man. Thanks, y'all.